Good morning and welcome to the Path to Zion podcast. We are rediscovering the ancient way. Friends, thanks for being along with me today. And um, I just want to encourage you. I feel like much of the purpose within this is to challenge and confront, correct, and hopefully assist in all of our spiritual maturity, all of our casting off the patterns and cares of this world, of the kingdoms of men, and to be absolutely sure that we are found free from the domain of darkness, transferred, removed from there and moved by Yahweh to a kingdom of light, the kingdom of the sun. Friends, I hope that's your identity today. You're not just a better person if you're in Yeshua. You're not just a nicer guy. You're not just a guy that just doesn't sin quite as much. You are to be a new creation. Move from the bloodline of Adam. The fallen sinful race moved into, transferred into the bloodline of Messiah. Who came from what? The eternal father. His offspring. His seed. His inheritance. Oh, man. Well, I'm driving out early this morning. This, is, this might be the earliest recording I've ever done. Man, it's early. Trying to use the time I have today. And I just... I had something I woke up with this morning. I woke up, I don't know how you are, friend, but I wake up with 12 roads of thought in my mind. (laughs) Okay. Lord, which one do you want me to walk down right now to start my day? Well, option A, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to heap accolades upon you because you're worthy, because I have another day. Lord, give me long long years. Why? To glorify you. To multiply your kingdom. To advance the government of God on the earth. To declare to principalities and powers that there is one God seated enthroned over everyone and everything. There's much before us every morning when we rise. Our families, our friends, our neighbors, If you're in a neighborhood, your neighborhood, your city, your region, this nation, the nations of the earth, the highest heaven, y'all, we have been given a role and a function to carry out the government of God. We have to walk in this reality. It's time to sober ourselves from the stupor, the drunkenness of just living natural. It's cloudy, it's hazy, it's confusing, daydreaming. It's time for us to to be sober watchmen, friends. I hope you're doing that. I'm trying to do that. I don't do that perfectly, but I am trying. So this morning, um, after I had been up for a little while already and kind of going through the, the... the making the coffee and, you know, getting dressed to leave my house. 
I was just, I basically, I was thinking along the lines of several things. I wasn't even, even, um, I, I wasn't planning on recording. But I saw my cows in the pasture, um, in the front side of my pasture. We have what we call a lower pasture and an upper pasture that's divided. And the upper is near our house. Um, without boring you with farming details, we have been so wet for so long, it's not impossible, but it's becoming increasingly more challenging to get my tractor to and from the main area where I take care of and feed our cattle. Um, and yesterday, yet again, was another rainy day. We have not seen the sun very much for the past six weeks or so. And unless you've had a farm with, with cattle... <laughs> You have no idea what these animals can do to earth. <laughs> earth as you know it, ground, dirt, becomes literally something else. <laughs> literally. When you have cows. I don't know if it's the same if you have sheep. I'm sure pigs. I've had a brother that has had pigs. Um, and I've seen what they do. And I guess that's kind of understood. But cows can take normal earth and dirt and transform it into some, oh my gosh, shin-deep, mucky, nasty soup of a mix that doesn't much resemble earth anymore. And we've been so wet. I've tried to work on getting it to drain, but man, it's just not working. So I'm like, okay, I say all that to say this. We had to head out yesterday late afternoon, and yet again, the cows had eaten the hay bale I had put out days previous, um, and I kind of keep, I keep a mental clock about when I'm going to have to put another one out. Well, the time had come. <laughs> we had to leave. It's beginning to pour rain again. We had just gone out and, and, and got the sap from our maple trees. I was ready to go, I thought, other than taking off my nasty clothes. And then I realized, man, I have to be responsible and put more hay out for these cows. I can't leave them because I knew I was heading out early this morning. I wouldn't be back till midday. Man, I've got I've to take care of these cows now. They're my responsibility. They're dependent on me. All right, well, I'm just going to make it happen. So I knew I didn't want to bother getting the tractor out to where I always take it. Man, I was just, I was not in the mood. In the rain, to try to maneuver these cows and get through this slop and slide and all the things that comes with that. So I'm like, well, I'm going to take this through another gated section of of an upper pasture and I'm just going to drop it out. I'm going to take a hay bale and drop it out there. I'm not going to put it in a hay rig or anything. I'm just going to drop it and go. Well, the cow's doing what they do and here's the crux of why I'm saying what I'm saying. They gather in this, we'll just call it a little feed area. They just hang out there 24-7 in the winter. They just stay where the food is 
<laughs> Don't do much moving. And so they're back there. They're letting me have it. They're talking. So I, I, I get a hay bale on my tractor. I move it out. Me and my son take it out to the pasture. And we drop the thing off. I will add because I can already hear my wife. Well, you left out the, 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 the funniest part. I couldn't get the hay bale off of my hay spear on my tractor. I couldn't get the stinking thing to come off. I'm driving around the area of this pasture. I'm trying to dump it off, dragging it, dragging it around. I can't get it off. She comes running out in the pouring rain, my sweet, awesome farmer wife, to my rescue. <laughs> I had just turned the tractor off to try to get it by myself, but she's so awesome. She comes out, and, and long story short, er, <laughs> we drop the hay bale. She runs inside, and I get off the tractor to maneuver it around and everything, move the hay bale. So, okay, Joel, this isn't, this isn't the, the novice farmer podcast. What are you talking about, man? Come on. What's your whole point, right? My whole point is this, is what happened next. So we close up the gates, we get the hay bale maneuvered. And again, we're talking five feet by five feet hay bales, and so I don't want it to run down my hill where we live. If something starts rolling, it doesn't stop. <laughs> and so everything's where we need it, except what? Well, there's no cows. They're hungry. They're fussing at me. They've been without hay for, oh my, a few hours. Panic mode. There's a lesson within that, isn't there? <laughs> but let's stick to what, what the course is. <clears throat> Excuse me. So my son and I start calling the cows. We are calling them over. There's, we call them a certain way. I won't tell you because I don't, you know, you don't need to know. <laughs> so we're calling the cows, and what are they doing? Well, they're just calling back to us. They're just standing there calling back to us, mooing, lowing. We call them again. We move closer. Call them again. Move closer. Call them again. Finally, I'm like, no, just run around the corner till they can see you and just call those silly things. They won't come. Okay, well, what's their problem? Why wouldn't they come? They know I'm the source for food. They know I'm the source for food. I bring them everything they need this time of year. Salt block, me. Hay bale, me. Water, me. Feed, me. They know that when they hear my voice, everything they need is coming. But here was the problem yesterday specifically is we fed them in a different place. Same process, same everything. And, and y'all, it's surprising as dumb as they are, they are, they are very, they're very uh, predictable. And, and they, they, of course, know the pattern of certain things. When they hear a metal bin rattle, they're getting feed. When they hear our mule, our side-by-side -side motor start, it's a good chance I'm heading their direction. When I turn on the tractor in their vicinity, well, hey time. So they're not entirely dumb. But boy, they have problems. And here's their main problem. They just stood there. 
being beckoned, being called. But here's the, here's the trouble, right? They were being called to come and eat somewhere that is out of the ordinary. Well, hey, listen, we get fed right here, you know. You bring it right here, you drop it right here, and we stand here until you're done, and we come eat. That's how it goes. In a simple change of where I dropped the hay bale completely threw them off. Now, they're fussing. They know what's going on. They know we're there. They know we're calling them, but they're not coming. Hey, we get fed right here. We're just going to stand here. We know you have the food. We know the process. We heard the tractor. We saw you pick up the hay bale. But look, I don't know where you took it. This is where I get fed. I'm staying. Now, there's several spiritual metaphors within this that we could go on. Well, that we could say they're staying is good. They stayed where they know their sustenance comes from. They remained. This is where we get fed. I'm not moving. Okay, well, some would like to take that spiritual principle and like, okay, run with that. I'm more of a, I'm more of a, you know what? We need to move kind of guy. <laughs> you know what? Maybe your source and your sustenance and your provider is saying, hey, you know what? I'm in charge of the hay bale. I am your provider. You are absolutely dependent upon me. And guess what? I'm feeding you right here today. I'm feeding you here today. So listen, you can stand over there and fuss all you want, but you're getting fed right here because you are dependent upon me. I don't allow you to decide how you get fed, how much or when. Friends, is that not just a simple parable form understanding for us to learn and add to our lives? I would say many people I've met in my life, in my 46 years on this earth, have a, a religious feedlot. And I'm not, now don't, you better be careful now. I'm not just talking about Sister Beulah who sits on aisle four on the left side in First Baptist Church. I'm talking about people outside of the church. Look, God feeds me like this. He feeds me right here like this from 7 till 7.42. He'll feed me in, as I read the Psalms. He'll feed me as I watch a YouTube video about my favorite hot topic of Bible teaching. <laughs> this is how my source feeds me. And y'all, I just want to say as a warning to all of us, myself included, we've got to be careful to what? Hear the voice of our source. All the scriptural metaphors about the good shepherd. His sheep know his voice. Well, they don't just know his voice and then stand there and bellow out as he's at a distance calling them. They know his voice and they go to him. They respond. They move. They have no mind of their own. They have no agenda of their own. They have no right to stand there and demand the source, the shepherd, brings anything to them. And I hear a lot of demand upon the shepherd. 
Oh, God, do this. Oh, Jesus, do that. Bring me this, bring me that. Well, friends, we have been given absolute clear patterns in the Bible. The eternal scriptures teach us to be ones who bring ourselves to the source. We come to him. In him is every single thing that we need, but we, should we in fact be in the likeness of Yeshua Messiah, have been enabled to boldly approach his throne to what? To come to him, to go in, to talk with him, commune with him, hear from him, receive his instruction, receive his correction, walk in his ways, be sustained, be provided for. And so I don't know how long it took, but we had to keep calling and calling and calling these cows. Finally, as we moved closer, one came around the corner and looked at us and just stood. Now again, these animals clearly know my voice. But listen, that's not enough. It's not enough. You've got to pull your feet out of the nasty, mucky mud and move. You're getting fed over here today. Look, you are dependent upon me and you need to remember that. Again, let's put on our spiritual thinking. We are dependent upon our Father to bring us everything that we need as we go to Him. It's our moving to Him, it's our respond to His voice, to His call, that is our provision. Because what? We don't go after just what he's bringing us. The greatest gift, the greatest need that you have, friend, is being in his presence with him. That is all that we need. Everything that I need is found not in God's hand and in God's provision, but in himself, in him. It's all within the communing with him. Direction. Help. Correction of areas in my life. Conviction of the Holy Spirit. Direction for my business. Wisdom towards my family. How to love my wife and wash her with the water of the word. How to train up my son in the way that he should go who I'm to fellowship with and, and interweave my life with in the body of Christ. What to study. Where to go. People's names of, in, of, of who I will encounter and intersect in days to come. Specific things now. The oracles of God. But it's all about proximity. I taught on this months ago. The Man, the importance of proximity. We must be near to our provider. We must hear his voice and go to him. We must create a life that is willing to move, to change. You know what? Those cows are fine now. What triggered this is when I got in my truck, although black as night out, I could see 
them just a little bit laying around where I dropped that hay bale yesterday. Well, they caught on. Look, we're just the same. We're stubborn. We're predictable. Well, God's fed me here for, uh, or for 10 years. This is where I eat. Well, friends, it's up to the source where you eat. And if he changes it, get up and go. Hear his voice and just go. Move. Your life literally depends on it. Those cows, if they were even more stubborn and ignorant than they are, could be right where they were yesterday afternoon, bellowing out. Their own version of complaining, hey, you bring it to me. But even those dumb animals have enough sense to come around and be like, okay, we will go to him. He does take care of us. Friends, surely, surely we can do that. We can do that in humility, in a surrendered and completely abandoned will, and what? Hearts towards the Father. Man, I was reading this last night during a, a, a gathering, a fellowship gathering, and I just love this verse, and, and I won't quote it exactly, but that the eyes of the Lord are roaming to and fro, and He's so desiring to find men whose hearts are towards him. Whose hearts are towards him. He doesn't want the men with the best gifting, the greatest calling, the most charismatic attributes, the most money, the most influence, the most impressive prowess in himself. Friends, that's not who he's looking for. He's not looking for your service even. He's looking for men's hearts who are turned toward him, upon him, set upon him, infatuated with him is what I have said for years, infatuated with him and his kingdom. And if we can do that, feed us where you will. Let the Father feed us wherever He wants. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Hey, I'm going. He's my source. My entire life is sustained by Him. And so I'm going where He is. If I hear His voice, hey, see ya. Seriously. If I hear His voice, I'm out of here. You can come now. If you hear Him too, let's go together. Amen. Let's go together. But listen, my life is towards the Master. My source is my eternal father. So friends, be encouraged by some cows today. <laughs> Let's not be so stubborn. Let's hear the word of the Lord. Let's hear the voice of our shepherd. And let's go to him. Let's be quick to move, quick to go to him, to be found as obedient children unto his good works, his good purposes, his will, for our lives. Amen.